you can't jump out on the ice and tell the guys to stop and stop playing because I didn't <laughs> get the shot. And it's kind of the same with weddings. You can't stop the ceremony and be like, you need to kiss again because I missed the first kiss. It's just you have to get it right. There's the pressure to get it right. Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And today, again, we're we're joined by another photographer. Um, we're talking with Matt Mead. He's a wedding photographer based in Erie, Pennsylvania. Matt, how you doing? Yeah, not pretty good. How about you guys? Can't complain, Matt. Can't complain. Um, wishing I was still in the warm weather of Arizona, personally. But uh, back in the Midwest where it's frigid. It's about probably the same where you are, though, right? Yeah, it's it's freezing up here. We're under a winter storm warning right now, so it's we're calling for like three to five inches of snow today. So I'm just trying to stay warm and stay out of the snow. Three to five inches of snow? That's that's much worse yeah. than what we're experiencing here in Indiana. Yeah. You guys get a lot of snow up in Erie? Uh, we usually do, yeah. I think last winter we got like 115 inches. It's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> but you guys get that lake effect because you're right on the water. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you get used to it after a while. <laughs> Spent a lot of time in Erie, Pennsylvania, so... <laughs> seriously seriously yeah. yeah seriously a lot of time driving through it ah there you go on, on my way to new york <laughs> always stopped at the chick-fil-a right there off that one rest stop favorite place favorite place yeah. to be the chick-fil-a right there off that one rest stop wow you really narrowed it down for everyone out there oh man knows where i'm talking about oh yeah right on uh Upper Peach Street, right yep. off of 90. See? Damn it. He knew. <laughs> so upset he by knew. this right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, um, how long have you been shooting and doing photography work? Um, I've been doing full-time photography work for six years now. Um, and I've been doing weddings for the last probably three full-time, mm-hmm. just nothing but weddings. Um. I love it. I was doing commercial work in sports beforehand and was getting really burnt out. And I decided that, you know, I was doing weddings to kind of fill the gap. And I just, just before I wanted to call it quits, I thought about what do I actually like? And it was weddings. So I stuck with weddings and we've kind of exploded ever since. And I, you know, I actually, one of the crazy people that actually love doing weddings. (laughs) I love that. There's more than just you out there. I'm I'm crazy about weddings too. For what the most is part. it? What is it about weddings that you uh, that draws you in so much? I think it's just that you're. This is the couple's biggest day of their life, and you're you're spending it with them, and you're with them 99 of the time, and just, and they're sharing this moment with you. They chose to share the moment with you, so it's it's kind of an honor for me to be able to document that for. Them. And they've paid to share that moment with you. Yes. Yeah, that, that also helps. That, that helps a lot. <laughs> has your uh, has your wife always been a part of the business, or was that like an evolution of your business, or how did that work? Um, she's always been a part of it. She's kind of the, the brains of the operation. She does all the actual real work, the business end of things. 
And then as we got busier, she quit her, uh, her teaching job to take on that full time. Nice. Awesome. So you said before, like the last three years you were doing more commercial work and stuff like that. What, what kind of commercial stuff were you doing? Uh, um, a lot of gripping grins, um, a lot of like corporate events, a lot of, uh, real estate, both residential and commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a lot of work with, uh, some of the local hockey team, which I still work for them. Um, and things like that. Well, what's the, uh, local hockey team in Erie, Pennsylvania? Um, it's we're the Erie Otters, um, an OHL team. It's probably two, uh, two levels below the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, a big claim to fame is Connor McDavid played for us for a couple of years. And, oh, cool. And same with Alex DeBrinkett and Dylan Strome. Like some of the guys are younger, but they're getting to be bigger names in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Do you, uh, so you still do work for the hockey team. Do you spend like a, like how much time do you actually spend out there like shooting? Do you shoot games or do you do like promotional stuff for them or? <laughs> Yeah, I do their promotional work and I do the game night photography usually. Um, not during wedding season though, so they understand that when I have weddings that I'm going to be at the wedding and not at the hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> do they have a do, do they have like a stable of like different photographers they work with for game nights and stuff then or? Nope, just me. Just you. And wow. when I'm not there, I have a my second photographer's boyfriend actually covers for me when I'm not there, so it, it works out. Nice. Wow. So do you have to have... uh, Oh, sorry, Dustin, go for it. I was just going to say, so do you have to have a bunch of extra glass? Like, I've never done sports, so I assume you have to use more specialized lenses for that kind of thing? Or can you get close enough that you're like 70 to 200 is fine? Yeah, 70 to 200 is just fine. I'm right down on the ice. There's no... You don't need to use anything longer than that. Gotcha. What are you shooting on then? Are you shooting on full-frame crop sensor... Yeah, a full frame uh, 5D Mark III. Oh, cool. Uh, you shoot Canon. <laughs> Dustin, what, what was that about? Oh, just, you know, expected more. <laughs> you were jealous, maybe? Is that what I heard? Je- jealousy? You wish you hadn't made the jump from Nikon to Sony so you could be on a Canon system like me and Matt? Is that what Ab- I'm hearing? Absolutely. That is exactly what you're hearing. You mentioned earlier, Matt, that you, when you were doing photography you were doing all kinds of things that burnt you out um before you made the switch full-time into weddings and i heard you mention real estate um were you shooting like for builders architects realtors everything just the builders and realtors yeah yeah and just didn't like that i was no because i i i was it was boring to me honestly because i was one of those things where i was just by myself photographing a house or a building and I mean, maybe it's because of my approach to it, but I felt that there was only so many ways you could photograph a house or a building or a property mm-hmm. that so there it's kind is. of getting, there is only so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could make the same comment though about a bride aid and a groom or two brides and two grooms. Like there's only it's so true. many ways to shoot them. <laughs> I say, having just looked at like a chart of 150 different poses to do with your next couple, I was like, why would I do half of these? But <laughs> This one's where you have the bride sit on the groom's back and ride him like a donkey. I mean, those are my favorite. I do that at every wedding. So, 
Oh, I only I only tease Matt because I'm trying to get more into real estate photography, but not because it's so because it's mindless, but just because of the stress factor and the ease is so refreshing compared to a wedding day. And don't get me wrong, I will shoot weddings till the day I die, but um, it's nice to go from like that high high octane stress level on a wedding day to then like, oh, I'm in a vacant house by myself with my headphones on, just jamming out, shooting a house. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. But I mean, I'm one of those crazy people that actually likes the high octane, high stress, high pressure stuff. And if it's not, you know, if there's, if there's not a lot of that going on and I'm looking around and I'm in an empty house by myself and thinking, um, I'm probably did something wrong. What did I miss? <laughs> You didn't miss anything, Matt. Didn't miss anything. <laughs> so you're kind of drawn more to the more high octane things. Is that uh, is that why you like like the hockey stuff so much as well? Yeah, yeah. It's, you only have you, you can't jump out on the ice and tell the guys to stop and stop playing because I didn't <laughs> get the shot. And it's kind of the same with weddings. You can't stop the ceremony and be like, "You need to kiss again because I missed the first kiss." It's a, just you have to get it right. There's the pressure to get it right. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, number 13. Can, can you just take that shot on goal again real quick? I missed the first time when you scored. I need another one. Right. Go, go right. Can you hand him back the puck please real quick? Just this won't actually count. I'm just, I just need to get the photo. Yeah, right. And then guys, I need you to celebrate the goal again. Cause I just, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was in the bathroom. And this celebration, I was thinking maybe um, arms wrapped around each other, um, not too low on the waist, though, but also not too high. This isn't too friendly. This is more of an intimate team sort of sport thing we have going on here. Um, and bring your foreheads together. Uh, really want to make this look like a good celebration here. Now everybody laugh on the ice. Go. <laughs> I just want to see the memo, Matt, that you would send out to like the hockey coach or the hockey owner. Just be like, so I've been thinking about having little headphone or like a microphone, not microphone, um, walkie talkies put Here in their go. helmets so that I can, you know, better communicate like their angles when they're skating. So really can highlight the best lighting situation. You know? Yeah. I don't, I, I, I can only imagine the response I'd get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to get your team kicked out of the OHL, I'm assuming. So, right, <laughs> just like, for photography right. purposes. Yeah, all right, guys, come on, you got to skate just to the right every time. Don't even bother to go towards the net because the lighting's terrible over there. <laughs> it's a black hole over there, guys. Just li really, just stay on this side of the rink. <laughs> so, um, you said your wife used to be a teacher she kind of she quit that job to help you out with your business um so what kind of stuff does your wife do for your business uh, she runs our website she runs our blog she does all the business end of it all the the accounts receivable accounts payable all of our books uh, handles all um handles everything pre-wedding um invoicing post-wedding um she and then when we have our clients over for their uh, photo reveal party, she makes them dinner, um, all the way down to picking out what wine and what, what you know, what beer we're going to serve to them. It's like she does all of the all the actual real work. Oh, that's awesome! So I want to get more into this drinking with your clients thing. <laughs> How did you get started doing that? Because I've been trying to make that work for a while. <laughs> 
I mean, what, what we usually do is like right before the meeting, I'll, I'll email them like, Hey, you know, just, just confirming we're on for tonight. And if you guys are prefer wine or beer and I leave it at that. So they expect it. And then when they come in, we kind of use the excuse, Oh, we just had dinner and we're just finishing up this glass of wine with, with dinner. Uh, why don't we pour you guys one or grab you a beer? And then that's usually when they go, Oh yeah, sure. We'll take one. And then it just devolves from there. Nice. Into a giant album order. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get a real lubricated for that. <laughs> make sure they Ubered over to your house. Yeah, oh, that's we always do. We always warn them. Yeah, make sure you Uber over because it, it could get a little crazy. <laughs> has it ever got crazy though, Matt? It has actually. Believe it or not, there's been at least a handful that we've woken up the next day and we're like couldn't couldn't remember what we talked about. <laughs> Did they buy anything from us? Right, right. <laughs> I just I, I want to see the reaction when you turned your wife into like, is that couple still here? Like, <laughs> like, did we did they ever leave? Who's in the shower right now? Right. Yeah. Yeah, why is there a strange couple in our spare bedroom? What's going on here? Why are they in our bedroom? <laughs> why are we on the floor in the in the living room? What what happened here? Oh man, so. What was the decision to kind of start branching off and bringing on like an associate photographer? Was that just like because you had so many weddings coming in or you just decided you wanted to shoot less or give me the evolution of that? Um, it just, it, it was one of those things where I'd rather have, I wanted to have a second photographer there with me on the wedding days. And then I want to just branch out and shoot more weddings. Like, mm -hmm. so we can have two of us doing full time with an associate. And then also a guy shooting hockey games for you too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Was, was it hard to find some of the, somebody that you could trust to be an associate? Uh, well, it wasn't hard to find uh, Kayla because she actually had to do a, she's a, she has her BFA in photography from Penn state and, part of a project was doing sports and her mom works for a big sponsor, the otters. And they asked if I would help her out for her projects. And mm -hmm. I did. And then when she graduated, she moved back here and I needed help at a wedding and I reached out to her and that was two and a half years ago. So, and I haven't so, even tried to find somebody else cause I don't want to risk training somebody else. <laughs> So does she shoot weddings on her own, like under her own business as well, or just under your brand or just under our brand? Um, she does like on her own, she tries to do like pets and, um, what else? Uh, oh, hold on. What was that? Product. And, I'm sorry. Product photography as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> from, from the brains of the operation. She right? remembered the song. <laughs> That's why she's the brains. <laughs> So, um, well, you said, you mentioned you don't want to train somebody else to be like an associate shooter. Um, what was the training process like for you to train her up to be your associate? I actually didn't have to do much cause she had already that foundation from Penn state. It was just mm -hmm. a kind of showing her what, what it was like to run a wedding day and deal with people and pose people and run and then starting to show her how the business side of the photography end of it, which come to find out they don't do a lot of teaching of that in, in the degree work. And so I, that's pretty much what it was mm -hmm. bringing her up to speed on how to run the business and 
do a lot of posing and, and people interaction. So when a, uh, a bride comes in the door to meet, um, does she get the choice of you or your associate or is it she books you if you're already booked, then the associate becomes an option or how do you handle that? Um, she gets uh, me and if I'm booked and if Kayla's open and they want to do that, then they would have the option to use her. But 99.9% of the time it's me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Gotcha. When you when you meet with people, do you bring them like to try to book with them? Are you meeting them like at coffee shops? Do you have like a studio space that you rent out, or do you like meet them in your house? Do you have like an in home meeting area or a studio? No, we invite people into our home, um, and we usually have them sit around our island or peninsula in our kitchen and serve them some food and and have run the meetings that way because we feel like we're most comfortable in our home and. Mm-hmm. We like having a home ice advantage. Nice. Oh, see what he did there. Um, what did he do, Dustin? Can you explain it to me? Home ice advantage? Come on. Just messing with you. Steve, you need to watch more sports. You can just let that home ice advantage thing fly. You had to like put a tag on it like, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I, I just had to call you out on that. I'm sorry, Dustin. That's just me. It's okay. I can't okay. help myself. So uh, get excited by puns. When you meet people in your in your guys' house, um, what sort of prep work do you do? You, you mentioned earlier, like possibly doing dinner with them, or, or possibly saying like you had just ate dinner and you're having like a glass of wine afterwards. Um, so, so do you guys do anything to try to prepare the house to make it smell nice or uh, anything like that? Uh, we well, we clean it up and we we kind of take all the dog toys and put them away and try to get as much of the dog hair cleaned up as we can. And then we just put out like a nice little spread of snacks and maybe light a candle or two, if it, depending on what we cook for dinner and how bad that stunk. But other than that, <laughs> we just kind of let it go. What's your, uh, what's your go-to snacks? Uh, usually like prosciutto, mozzarella, um, some pepperoni, some uh, goat cheese and some crackers usually. Mm-hmm. And then goes nice with some red wine. Nice. I need to step up my game. We do like goldfish, Ritz crackers. Are you meeting with oh. children, Dustin? <laughs> no, but we have children, Stephen. So those are the only snacks we have on hand. C- couple comes over and we're just like, we've we've got Annie's goldfish knockoffs. I think they look like bunnies. Um, that'll do. Might have some and, almonds. Uh, we have some grape juice boxes, and I'm just gonna put a hole in the top and pour it into the sippy cup for you, real quick, <laughs> and and pair that with grapes. <laughs> but yeah, we need to step up our snack game, I think. So, who makes the snack choices? Is that you or your wife? Uh, we both. Usually, it's usually Terry, but you, but I sometimes have an opinion, but she typically handles that. Sometimes I have an opinion. <laughs> What's your least favorite snack? Hmm. Pretty much. That's hard to say because I like all food. There's not like one thing that your wife puts out sometimes and you're just like, why would you put the cauliflower on the plate with all the cheeses (laughs) and the the pepperoni? What what is going on? Uh, uh, No, all the the food my wife preps and makes, I love. I love it. And it's the best. That's why you married her. It's a good answer, Absolutely. especially because she's right behind you, we know. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So w- what else do you guys do atmosphere wise? Uh, you said you light some candles sometimes. Do you guys um, do you guys play like any music or anything to kind of set like a mood or a vibe? We do. We have because uh, we have Sonos speakers in our, our our kitchen bar area and our living room and our sunroom. So we kind of have music playing on those separate speakers and. It's a curated playlist that my wife calls a playlist that basically it's me in a playlist. It's if you could picture that it's my personality wrapped up in about 500 songs. Nice. So if you had to wrap your personality up into just like five songs, which five are your go-to? I would say probably Nine Inch Nails had like a hole. Um, it's a song called How Do You Like Me Now? I don't know who the band is. Um, uh, Alive, Pearl Jam. And uh, pretty much the entire Dark Side of the Moon album after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Nice. So is that the kind of stuff you play? for? For the You're just jamming out to some Nine Inch Nails when you're meeting with your clients? <laughs> well that's Nine Inch Nails is one of the bands that we listen for when it comes on we turn the volume down real sly and slowly so it just, or or if one of us happens to be near their phone we just hit skip because it's it's kind of obvious when you walk up to a Sonos speaker and push the button to get it to go to the next song yeah you try to be sly about it yeah just I feel like Sonos needs to have a remote you just gotta like creep the phone out of your pocket, like real slow yeah. while you're in the middle of the talk. Just kind of like bring it up in your hand <laughs> and just hit the skip real quick and just hope they don't yeah. see it. Right. <laughs> so, have you ever, uh, so you have all this different like stuff on your playlist that is reminiscent of you and who you are? Have you ever had anything come on that might have been less than appropriate for a client meeting? Uh, once or twice. Yeah, we uh, we we had this song on our playlist on the playlist called by a band called Folk Uke. It's a ukulele duo, mm-hmm. and this the song is I don't know. I mean, are we, if we're keeping this for PG, the song is the mother effer got effed up, sure. and we got to that awkward pause in the conversation that inevitably happens, and it was quiet, and the song started playing. <laughs> the first the first four words of the song are mother effer got effed up because he got in the way so it was dead quiet and that song comes on and the four of us fortunately kind of looked at each other and just busted out laughing and so they signed the contract and then they, they, they signed the contract and we poured a little Jameson and the night just kept going nice boom <laughs> best way to do it that's how you know they're your clients and so that after that happened we decided we probably should uh, curate the playlist a little better Mm -hmm. so we then uh, took that one off in case we got somebody that wasn't necessarily into that song (laughs) it's a good idea but we left Nine Inch Nails and DMX on. <laughs> you got to. You have to. Perfect. You got to weed out the brides you don't want somehow. <laughs> right. 
So about how many weddings would you say you take on a year? Uh, we do about 25. Uh, 25 has been our average. Uh, we, we shoot for 30, but 25 is where our realistic number. Mm-hmm. And is that with the associate or is that in addition to the associate? That's, uh, that's with her typically just shooting with me as the second photographer. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. was kind of curious about that earlier. Uh, if you had a second shooter for most of your weddings, just cause your wife works for the business, but she doesn't actually go with you to the weddings to shoot. And then when you're talking no, about, yeah, the associate, oh, I, yeah, always, always, always have a second photographer, whether it's her or, uh, another one. I always have a second one with me. Mm-hmm. Just because you get lonely or what's yeah, the... yeah. I need somebody to talk to besides the couple during the day. Yeah. Someone to keep, keep me in line and keep me focused and yell at me if I, uh, start slacking off. Thanks. So like I feel like, I feel like second shooters for me are the opposite. That's somebody, uh, who's going to get me out of line real fast. And I'm going to spend the whole day like talking to them and not doing what I should be doing. <laughs> That's because you shoot with me, Steve. I need somebody there who I can just ignore and pretend like they don't exist. But apparently that's not a, a good way to treat another human being, I've been told. <laughs> I've been told. It's why, you know, it's why my wife and I work so well together when we're shooting weddings together, because I just don't pay any attention to her at all throughout the entire day. <laughs> I think that's it's why you have that preconceived marriage at all. That's why you have that preconceived notion of what a second shooter is, is because your wife just ignores you all day on a wedding day. And so you're you you're used to no, no, being like she's constantly trying to talk to me. I'm ignoring her. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's only right. one of us that's an asshole in this relationship. So <laughs> don't put that on my wife. <laughs> no, I'm saying that you are the asshole, and that's why she's ignoring you. Mm, no, that's yeah, that would be true too. <laughs> so, so when it comes to weddings and your your training like an associate to shoot with you, you have a second shooter with you. Um, are there any sort of moments that you tell them like, Hey, we don't capture this sort of thing. Like, uh, I know like a lot of people won't do like the, all the guys are going to drop their pants and pee shot and stuff like that. I don't do that shot. But. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that, <laughs> uh, but no, she, uh, yeah, pretty much things like that. Like we don't do the, you know, everybody jump in the air at the same time. So it looks like you're levitating, things like that, you know. <laughs> I always love that one. It's like, unless like you guys all lift your knees up, the separation between you guys and the ground is going to be like next to nothing. And it's just going to look like maybe you're standing a little further back, especially when there's like one person who doesn't quite jump right. and. <laughs> Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you always get that one that's off cue, and or you can slip a dollar bill underneath their vertical, and doesn't even look like they even got off the ground. <laughs> right. So, uh, what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you at a wedding shoot? Uh, hmm. I would say probably we've had a couple a couple guests who had a few wardrobe malfunctions during the bouquet toss and mm, during the bouquet toss. Yeah. As they're jumping up to catch it and <laughs> dresses kind of don't move, but they move. If you get what I am mm-hmm. getting at. <laughs> <Dress doesn't move. laughs> I'm imagining a cartoon scenario 
where like they run away, but their clothes are all still there. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they're jumping straight up, the clothes stay, but body goes up and then comes back down and clothes stay. And still there. Still there. So there were a few body parts exposed that probably shouldn't have been or weren't intended to be. And you're like, I'm shooting straight to Instagram. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, just so you know, I got a live feed going right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be whew. Not great for the brand. Not great for the brand. Or great for yeah. the brand. Just yeah. really I depends. guess it depends on the brand, yeah. <laughs> so you so, said you run your own Instagram? I do. Yeah, I do. Media? I run yeah, I do all of our social media myself. So if you interact with us, you get you're interacting with me directly. Wow. We don't, I mean, we don't have a huge following yet, but we're getting there. Hey, got to start somewhere. Right. You know, my whole five followers that I have is pretty awesome. <laughs> a lot of engagement. Yeah. <laughs> so I am curious, ethically speaking, when an awkward situation like that happens where somebody's like dress goes up and, uh, you know, then their underwear is exposed or something. Is that something you deliver to the client or is that something? Cause most, most of my clients would see something like that and they would just think it was funny, you know, but then at the same time, it's like, but do I deliver that? Because like the person in the photo might be super embarrassed by this and not cool about it. So do you have to have like a conversation with them and like, knock that one out to like see how they feel about it or I usually get, I gauge the client when it does happen. And if they're, you know, like that, they would find it funny. I would leave it in, but I would tell them, Hey, look, there's going to be this photo in there. Do with it what you want, you know, but if they're not, if they're not kind of cool with that, you know, if they wouldn't find it funny, I would just straight up delete it. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious, like our thing has always been to kind of gauge with the person who was in the photo and kind of see how they feel about it. Because like if they're just laughing it off and they think it's the funniest thing ever, like we had a, a wedding a little while ago where one of the groom's brothers did like a kick while dancing on the dance floor and just completely ripped his pants from uh, the belt all the way down to like the ankle, just like the, uh, the, the, like uh the waistband and like the leg cuff stayed, but like all the fabric in between was just like a straight tear all the way down. So you, the rest of the night, then he's just, he's just walking around the <laughs> wedding with this giant gaping hole in the back of his pants. Cause he didn't have another pair of pants and he didn't want to leave like his brother's wedding or anything. And so like, I mean, we, we got shots of it throughout the night and we were just kind of like, so are you okay? Like with any photos, like where you're, you know, your underwear, your butt is exposed. And he's like, yeah, no, that'd be great. I'd love it if my brother got a lot of those. <laughs> he's like, can I bend over and we can get some? And I was like, uh, no, nah, I'm good. And you were I like, well, oh, let are. me grab that macro lens. <laughs> That's a the album cover photo right there. A macro lens for a butt, Dustin? Mm-hmm. For a yeah. butt? Butthole. Oh, gross, dude. Oh, he you had made underwear me go on. there. He had you underwear on, me. Dustin. I, I ha can't assume anything, Steve. I wasn't there. I have to assume that, like most good brothers of grooms, he was going commando. So, Matt, you uh, on your website, you mentioned that you're a whiskey aficionado, and I heard you say earlier 
poured some Jameson uh, at one of your client meetings after, was it the the song the, that came the, on? Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your favorite type of whiskey? Uh, I would say um, I'm uh, I'm a Scotch guy. I like uh, the Lowland kind of sweet Scotch, not the peaty stuff. That tastes <laughs> like you're chewing on a tire. Yeah. I'm there with you. I do not like the PD yeah. stuff at all. No, if you take a sip and it tastes like uh, a truck tire, then yeah, I'm not going to drink it. Um, but <laughs> well, what if it's like I, a 15 year truck tire? No, can't do it. So what's your go-to scotch? Usually a uh, Macallan 12 year in the blue box or the 15 year or a Glen Roth's, uh, Sherry Cask Reserve are my three favorite. Nice. Very specific. So it's not like I, I, I drink a lot of scotch. <laughs> Just those three. And that's it. Draw the line. Yep. <laughs> it's good to set boundaries. So <laughs> it's nice to hear. Do you ever have clients give you gifts of like alcohol or anything like that? We do actually. Um, usually when they come over to the reveal party, they'll come with a, a bottle of wine or a bottle of Jameson, which I typically drink a lot of, um, or <laughs> one of those aforementioned scotches. Very nice. So what I'm hearing is I need to start putting out into the world more that I like alcohol. So then my clients will bring me alcohol gifts. Yeah, that, that, that would, yeah, that would work. That's, that's, that's the big reason I put it out there. Cause I would, I would rather be paid in alcohol gifts. <laughs> I don't need any money. Just uh, nope. if I could get a thousand dollars worth of whiskey, that'd be great. That'll be your deposit. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm still alive by the time your wedding comes, <laughs> I'd be like, uh, so my fiance works at my fiance works at a liquor store. Um, so instead of uh, doing our deposit, can we pay you in liquor store gift cards? <laughs> That. that would also work. It spends just as good as money. There you go. So, uh, curious, NHL, what's your team? Uh, Penguins all the way. Penguins? Of course. Diehard Penguins fan. Um, since pre-Lemieux days, I've been diehard Penguin fan. Mm-hmm. So you're a born and bred Pittsburgh, like Pennsylvania guy. Uh, uh not, I can't stand the Steelers. I'm a, I'm a Browns fan, so I, 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 I the only just Pittsburgh team I like is the Penguins. Wait, you're really? a Browns fan, but you? Yeah, we're actually geographically closer to Cleveland than we are Pittsburgh. Okay, interesting. We're even closer to Buffalo than we are Cleveland or Pittsburgh, so it's it's really odd where we're at. But it's just got to be tough being a Browns fan. It, it is. It, it is. I've, I've learned to stop paying attention to the NFL and about October. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you check back in around now and you're like, Oh, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, no, they got the number one draft pick so they can screw that up. So I, you know, I'll, you know, you watch, the, watch the draft and then they screw that up and then I stop paying attention until September. And then I stop in October. <laughs> So you mentioned earlier that you shoot Canon. You didn't want to jump ship to Sony like everybody else. Nobody's jumping ship to Sony, Dustin, except for Nikon shooters because they have an inferior system that they work on, like you did. 
Oh. I know plenty oh. of cannon shooters that have jumped ship to Sony, Steven. You've been considering it for quite some time. It, it, it's more of a, I just haven't tried the Sony system yet, and I think if I did, I would probably want to switch, <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> no, please, be honest, Matt. Be honest. Be incredibly honest. Because you said you're shooting on the, the Mark III? Yeah. So the new mirrorless stuff that Canon's putting out hasn't tempted you? A little bit. I'm not going to lie. A little bit it has. But I just haven't gotten around to renting one to see see what it's like. Just do what I did, and you just buy it all. Cold turkey, never having tried it. And then... Uh, well, I got to get the boss's approval for the purchase order, and I don't know if that's going to happen, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is tough when you've been shooting for as long as we've been shooting. Uh, when you're like, well, my couple is happy with the stuff I'm producing with what I have. Why should I upgrade? It gets to a point yeah. where it's like my camera's got to break or something for me to upgrade. Right. Yeah. But that's kind of where I'm at. If, if, as soon as that my camera dies, that's probably when I'll look about sw- think about switching. What do, you, uh, what do you have for a backup camera to your 5D Mark III? Uh, I have a I have a six my old 60 that I use I, I don't use it but it's my backup camera in case it dies but I just make sure to take very good care of my 5D3 <laughs> I mean those are really good cam- my wife and I have two 5D3s and they're still like we we use them as like our second cameras when we're shooting weddings and they still get a lot of use from us like maybe 500 photos every single wedding it seems like so and the the colors look amazing I love the 5D3. I think Canon should have just stopped there. That's the best camera body they've made. Mm, I have, I have, we have 5D4s as well. I, I prefer those. <laughs> for things like focusing and low light and stuff. That's <laughs> not focus. important. Yeah, who needs to focus? focus? Also, the, the color in the 5D4s. I like that better too. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... Brandon from a random Facebook group asks, I opened my photo bag to grab a lens cloth and pulled out a pair of women's underwear. I don't know how it got there. I don't do that kind of stuff, so crap. I was in the bridal suite with the bride and her bridesmaids, and I'm freaking out. I don't know if any of them saw it. The rest of the day was awkward AF, though. And now I'm wondering if I should bring it up to the bride and try to figure out if they were, like, pulling a prank on me or what was going on. But if they weren't, Won't that just make it even more awkward? I still have an album design meeting with the bride, though, and I'm dreading it because of the awkwardness. What do I do? Hmm. Well, if it were me, uh, during the album design meeting, I'd take the underwear and just put it right out on the coffee table. (laughs) Did you want this in the album, or...? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, do you want... want... So I figured I would just put it out there, maybe page one, or have your album wrapped in it. I don't know. I can't figure out where this underwear came from. I'm assuming your wedding, though. <laughs> See, you guys sound like this is an oddity, but we've had this happen because every now and then when we're photographing the bride's details, like the bride hands us the box of all her stuff that she's going to put on for the wedding day, including her undergarments. And oftentimes, like, we won't photograph those. So my wife will just put them, like, lay them in or on top of our camera bag so that we don't lose them. 
and I'll go to open the camera bag and I'm like, there's some underwear just laying there in my camera bag. But that would be very specific underwear. You would look at that and so, be like, this is the bridal underwear. This is what she's planning on having me photograph. Maybe, maybe Brandon doesn't know what bridal underwear looks like. Maybe he sees these and he's like, this looks like what anybody would wear because most of the women I date are, are brides or bridal underwear wearing people. <laughs> Most of the women I know wear white underwear every day with a lot of like lace and beads and shit. Hey, I've seen brides wear a very wide range of things. So, but if they want it photographed, it's going to be some sort of crazy thing with like lace and beads and sequins or who knows what. Sequins. There's going to be glitter sprinkled all over the underwear and magical fairy dust. Uh, if you think happy thoughts while wearing the underwear, you might lift off the ground a little bit. You can't fart in these underwear. <laughs> I think most people think of that as all underwear on their wedding day. They don't really want to fart in. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's the same with photographers. <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> fart in a photographer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, that's right in our contract. Please don't fart on me on the wedding day. That's <laughs> please, please. I'm begging you. Yeah. It's been happening a lot recently. Yeah. We, we gotta put to a stop, stop to it. <laughs> it's no, like I'm the first getting... item on your contract. <laughs> <laughs> the couple agrees not to fart on the photographer, and we'll keep <laughs> keep the bridal party or wedding party you... from also farting on them. You will keep your flatulence to yourself per section three of our contract. All small children must stay away from the photographer. <laughs> Especially if chili or broccoli is served at the reception. Oh. All right, we digress. Poor Brandon is over here wondering what he should do about this women's underwear. How do we know they're women's underwear? That's because it says women's underwear in, in, in the question. In his question, yes, but how does he know that they're women's underwear? Yeah, I mean, it could just be you know, I like I like a small pants, so maybe you know, it's a, it's a it's a man pants. Yeah. yeah, just saying. We're gonna need Brandon to send us some photos. Yeah. <laughs> Getting the photos now. It looks like a red thong. Um, could go either way. Is that is that yeah, bridal underwear for you now? Still. <laughs> yep. Dustin, do you want to pick another question? Taylor from a random Facebook group asked the following: I was meeting with clients the other day, and when I turned on my computer to show them the slideshow, I had forgot the last thing I was doing on my computer was watching American Pie, and it just happened to be paused during the pie scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awkward. I just X'd out of it. What should I have said to ease this tension? I just tried to blunder on, but there was some weird pie energy after that. That is not where I thought that question was going. <laughs> yeah, well. Where did you think the question was going? Uh, <laughs> something a little bit more... Uh, Hardcore than American Pie was going to be on the in, in, up on the screen, but 
No, it would make that situation less awkward, Taylor, is if like you're at a coffee shop or you know, wherever you're at, just order a piece of pie. And uh that that should ease things for you. Or just ask you like apple or cherry, blueberry, mm-hmm. you know, because I got yeah. ready to put a pie in the oven. <laughs> I was I was watching this movie called American Pie to try to figure out how to make a pie. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just be real ignorant about it. I, I had to watch this scene several times over. I assume the male was trying to impregnate the pies to make baby pies. This is not oh, how this works. Oh, God, no, what 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 probably made that situation even the more awkward for Taylor was the fact that the couple probably didn't even see her screen long enough to know it was American Pie, and just saw that it was some sort of like you know, naked guy and she like quickly going to exit out of it or he, depending on Taylor's Taylor gender. Could go either way. Yeah. And, um, and then they're like, oh, she was obviously watching porn. I feel like porn would be better at this point than, <laughs> than her <laughs> the other option is pie making <laughs> story. I was watching this dude F a pie. <laughs> That's what gets me off, I guess. I have to watch this scene before every wedding consult <laughs> just to get myself in the right headspace. <laughs> it's part of the wedding consult preparation, everyone. Yeah, I'm, helps me I'm, get my confidence up. I'm uh, I, I'm Mr. I'm, I like to think of myself as Mr. Biggs um, and uh, my clients as that warm apple pie, you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. This, is, this is the only way I can get in the the correct headspace for these meetings. So then you should just serve apple pie at your meetings. Definitely, yeah, and then eat it real gross in front of them. Like With just, your you know, hands too, yeah, right out of the right out of the pie tin. And just like you know, you gotta like lick like every like drop of like the apple filling off your hands in front of them, and like you're like getting it around your mouth and stuff. Oh, mm, so many uncomfortable visuals here. Um, brave from you a random warm face. apple pile over your face, Dustin. No, 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 I don't, and I don't want it on your face. Brave from a random Facebook group asks: Do your clients ever offer for you to bring alcohol to have fun at their wedding, like BYOB, but for your photographer, plastic, no glass? No, but we've actually had clients write it into their contract that at the end of the night we had to stay and have drinks with them. So, I mean, if, if, does that count? Really? That's a good client. Yeah. That's a good client. <laughs> I love that. And we've had, and we've you, had other clients you... invite, like, because Terry doesn't come to the wedding with us, but we've had clients invite her to the reception just so she can party with them. See, that's, that's that big that? alcohol energy you guys are bringing to those initial client meetings when you're like, oh, yeah, are you guys wine people or beer people? Then they're thinking, reception, we got to drink with these people again. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to hear. This when, is how you make your business work the way you want yeah. it to. When you ask the beer or wine question, do you ever have someone say, scotch? Not, not yet, no. I'm waiting for that one because that's... That's how I know. Like, all right, no deposit. You're you're Scotch people. You're already in. Don't worry. <laughs> See, I would hear that and be like, "Oh, yeah, Scotch people, right?" 
Uh, my prices just went up five hundred dollars. This is crazy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I wouldn't say that to them, but that's what I'd be thinking in my head. Got to got to cover the cost of having scotch at all the client meetings moving forward. My question with Brave's question though is, uh, they're shooting a wedding. The wedding's BYOB. Mm-hmm. They'll bring your own booze, and the the people are like, also you should bring some. Like that doesn't. So that that kind of like ruins it. <laughs> like if you were gonna drink at the wedding, that just ruins it because it's no longer a we're providing alcohol for you. It's like also we'd like you to party, but we don't want to bring anything for you to party we, with. Bring your own party, your please. Yeah. And like, what if you show up and you're like, "Well, I came to party. I have a plastic bottle of some sort of Everclear." Uh, like substance <laughs> mad dog 2020 you look around and everybody else has like wine spritzers and you're like oh this is not the kind of party i thought yeah. it was going to be definitely misjudged the, this party yeah, yeah definitely misjudged. i was planning to you know get some some everclear in the mouth and you know spit it out on the flames and watch it all like burn away uh and everybody else here is drinking wine spritzers and having a good time so you're you're planning on turning into a human flamethrower? Is this like a constant thing you think of when you go to weddings, Steve? <laughs> when they have Everclear at the weddings, bud. <laughs> like, What's oh, the, there's uh... Everclear, Jen. Let's let's do that flamethrower photo. <laughs> what's the uh, what's what's the the like weirdest alcohol you guys have seen at a wedding? Weirdest? Uh, yeah. It was a family kind of home brewed plum kind of brandy thing mm-hmm. that it was a, a, a tradition for them to do a shot of it at every wedding that, that this family has had. Nice. Did they let you try some of it? No. I took I took one whiff when it was the shots were being poured out and I didn't want any. <laughs> You're like, oh, this family tradition, it's about pain. It's right. about pain you. I don't think I've had really anything weird or, I mean, we've had a few grooms that have had like home brews where they like brewed the own like their own beer that was at the wedding but nothing like crazy i showed up at a wedding one time and uh it was like one of those weddings where every everything's just super expensive like you know one of like our highest paying clients all that kind of stuff and then the groom and the groomsmen had a bottle of dark eyes vodka which is like one of the cheapest vodkas in the world and it was just like how how did this happen because like i'm seeing like bottles of like scotch that are very expensive like around opened but everybody here is drinking dark eyes vodka and i i just thought this was one of the most odd like situations but apparently it's like uh we all were in a frat together or whatever and we used to drink this in the frat when we didn't have any money so the explanation was a lot less weird but <laughs> Are <laughs> you gonna say like secretly own the company and they secretly own Dark Eyes vodka? No, <laughs> the people who own the company that makes Dark Eyes, they don't drink that ever. <laughs> gotcha. They're spending like all for... their time drinking Grey Goose yeah. and other vodkas that are much better. We, Do we have time for one more. That's Matt. Yeah, we we can get one more. Sure. Go for it, Dustin. Uh, 
James from a random Facebook group asked the following. How do you guys deal with negative comments in your couple's images on your page? I received a comment from a lady the other day. Part of me wants to say something because they have no need to comment and also not to ruin a lovely moment for the couple. But then again, I kind of think it may cause an argument. Thoughts? I, I'm a little bit hardcore with my with moderating my, my client's photos, so I've just deleted my wall, my rules. That's the way I look at it. If, yeah. But get off my wall. But yeah. if you comment back and it starts a war, think about all the views and impressions you're going to get from that. So That's many people will come look at your photos because of all the all the fighting you're doing. Somebody, <laughs> they're coming in just to see what a what an ass I can be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I want to see this dumpster fire of a photographer right. who's fighting with my aunt, and then they're like, "Oh wait, right. these are great photos." <laughs> love it <laughs> I'm just yeah I'm just picturing that like you have some aunt that wasn't at the wedding she sees the photos and she's like her comments something like oh I wouldn't have chose pink in my bouquet and you like comment like well you didn't pick that bouquet aunt Sally it's like some yeah. real like nasty not nasty but like aggressive comment see aunt Sally this is why you were invited Oh, love it. Nice. Nobody likes you, Aunt Sally. (laughs) Your your children are waiting for you to die so they can collect their inheritance. Wow, you went real dark with that real fast. I heard we're going negative with this. I heard it was an aggressive aggressive. Aggressive. We got to get real aggressive. We can't wait for you to die. Jeez. Oh, I don't know if I would have put pink in the bouquet. I'm going to murder you, Aunt Sally. Right? I'm going to end you right now, Aunt Sally. Just That's it. Just take it to that next level right away. I'm coming to your house right now. I, I would just comment something, maybe go the other direction with it. Be like, actually, um, Sally, this isn't your niece. This is somebody else. <laughs> kind of like play on her, you know, dementia. Right. Oh, that's that's not your niece. Oh no, Dustin. This this is my niece. <laughs> that's the comment you want back to that. <laughs> Why are you disparaging me in my memories? <laughs> Photos are all we have left, Aunt Sally. Yeah. And this isn't your photo. <laughs> so. I think that's going to do it for us this week on the Wedding Photo Hangover. Matt, thank you so much for joining us and talking to us. Um, where where can people find you if they want to see more of your work? Um, I'm on Instagram, I'm at Matt Mead Weddings. And our, our, face, our Facebook page is mattmeadphotographyllc.com. That's my website, actually, not my Facebook page. Facebook would be just Matt Mead Photography LLC. Awesome. And uh, Matt, if there's anything anything you wanted to share with the people who listen to our podcast, um that you just think is awesome. doesn't have to be photography related. could be something you're doesn't watching on Netflix. It doesn't actually have to be awesome. could be a book you're reading. Uh, what's something you would recommend to our listeners? Uh, we're actually, we just started, uh, we, I'm sure it's out there, but we just binge watched The Mandalorian from start to finish. And yeah, you got to get, you got to get Disney Plus just to watch that. It is incredible. Star Wars fan or not. It? 
in one day and then you canceled the plan after that? Uh, we're actually, uh, we're piggybacking off a friend of ours. We're so we're, we just, nice. <laughs> we're not even paying for it. Wow. Baby Yoda's not even getting his money. Poor no. Disney. It's just a simple startup. <laughs> How could you do this to Mickey Mouse, Matt? <laughs> hey, Mickey did me wrong back in the day, so I'm getting back at him now. Oh. I mean, if it was George Lucas did you wrong back in the day, I could understand. But Mickey? Mickey's never done anyone wrong. Well, I mean, he bought Jar Jar Binks, so I have to... You know, I have, I have to get my money's worth out of sitting through episode one. Misa getting my money back. Right. <laughs> Misa never going to pay for Disney Plus. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. Um, have a great it's day. It's my pleasure, guys. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks, Matt. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And Steven is at Steven Van Elk. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners that contribute to the show every week, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. If you want to help keep this podcast alive, though, head on over to stephendustinsavetheworld.com and you can sign up to support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. On top of the benefit of knowing you're keeping a good show going, because we got a good show going here. The best show. You also get the benefit of extra content. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next weekend after you shoot another wedding. Bum, bum, bum. How you doing, Steve? I'm I'm doing great. Uh, we got to wrap this one up. Don't you have a meeting you're getting to? Photo shoot. Show choir. Photo shoot. Got to go make, gotta make middle school girls look pretty. Yeah. I had, uh, had a lot of drama with that last night. Great talking to you today. It's uh, great talking with Matt. Um, guess, yeah, that that's it. That's the show. We're that's over a wrap. for this week. All right. See you later, bud. Bye. And then, guys, I need you to celebrate the goal again because I just <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!